Uh oh. Welcome back. Reynolds on Sports Talk, episode 35. The day before draft night. Everybody's excited. Everybody's excited. I know I'm pumped. Got my Washington jersey on ready. Not that we draft well, because we don't. But, um, hey, we're going to start it off. Today we're going to talk about NFL draft thoughts. Um, Teddy Bridgewater's on the move. Is Tampa Bay the most talented team in NFL history? The Angels got a Swiss Army knife. Is there possibly a new rule coming into the uh, Major League Baseball? Hey, Drew Harlow, we're going to talk some Nats talk just for you. We're going to talk about the NBA MVP race. UFC 261. Recap. Crazy. And then hats off to the VMI football team after they go down in the thriller. But of course, hey, day before draft night, we getting it in. Draft thoughts. Um, I think it's a given. Um, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, I think that's a given. Number two, I mean, everybody's, you know, I'm saying, man, number two seems like, oh, everybody knows who the Jets are taking, the Jets are taking the dude. Suppose they pulled a shocker on everybody and was like, yo, we taking Fields or or uh, Trey Lance or or Kyle Pitt. I mean, anything. Anything can be crazy. Anything can be crazy. Or maybe they just make some blockbuster trade right there. Maybe they say, hey, I want Julio Jones, which we'll get on later. And say, give me your pick. Atlanta, give me your pick number four. Or whatever. I mean, I don't know. They might just try to get Julio Jones and do something else. You never know what's going to happen here. Um, Atlanta could be like, hey, I'll give you Julio Jones for the number two pick. And then the Falcons like, our bet, we getting a quarterback in the future and we getting probably the best, most talented player in the drive. You know what I'm saying? And Kyle Pitts. I don't know. So many things that can happen. That's what makes the draft so fun. Um, the draft is one of my favorite nights. NBA too. NBA draft. Uh, and NBA, I mean NBA and NFL, because you always feel like your team is one player away from getting to the ultimate goal. Not too many, but but I mean you know everybody else is feeling that way. So, are the 49ers gonna stick with Mac? I mean, is Mac Jones the pick at number three? They boy, they made it seem like they were taking Mac Jones. Every indication was Mac Jones, and then we saw Justin Fields have two pro days trying to do this and. Maybe they were saying, oh, shenanigans, he's taking fields. Da, da, da. Now you hear Trey Lance. But really, now all you're really hearing is, is it Mac Jones with the intelligence? You know, he an intelligence like Brady-ish. You know what I mean? He might not have the, the wheels like Trey Lance. But Brady ain't got wheels like that either. But, you know, look, look what he doing. Or are they taking the upside with Trey Lance? I, I'm torn apart with this because what happened to Justin Fields? What happened to him? Like, since last year, he was supposed to be the number two quarterback coming out. He went to the championship game. He beat Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was sitting there like, I don't know. Maybe it's the smoke screen. That's what's so fun about it, smoke screens. Or maybe things are popping off. Trade talks are popping that we don't know about. GMs are hiding. They're being secretive. They're lying. They're doing all kinds of lying and cheating around here. But um, I don't know. I feel like Matt. I've always thought Matt Jones was going to be down at 18 with my boys pick, or 19 with my boys pick. But apparently, he's a hot commodity for his intelligence. I mean, it may be, it may be rightly so. But, um, you know, Shanahan said, you know, it's basically his pick. It's basically his pick, and they're saying he's in love with Matt Jones. And he's also said he needs a quarterback that's going to be ready, ready to be a starter now. 
And if you look at Mac Jones and Trey Lance, obviously Mac Jones would be ready to start right now before Trey Lance. So I'll, I still put my money on Mac Jones, I guess, at three. And if that's the case, are they going to trade Jimmy G before the draft? Do they trade him before the draft even happens? And if they do, who's going after him? Obviously, obviously people are going to say the Patriots. You know, because the Patriots are one of those teams and the teams that are talking about where they move up. I don't think Bill Belichick moves up for nothing. I don't think he moves up for nothing. Unless a Justin Fields or something falls all the way to like 11 or something close enough that he, he don't have to spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Tell me what y'all think about that. Um, I don't know. It's tough. And that's what makes it fun because we don't know. Just my opinions. My opinion is don't take Mac Jones. And then the draft's going to get even crazier after that because at number four, you got the Atlanta Falcons. You know, Matt, uh, Matt Ryan still got two years up on his contract. They're talking about Kyle Pitts being dynamic in that offense. But now you're talking about trading Julio Jones. And if you remember a couple episodes ago, I said, hey, Julio Jones is always getting hurt. Da, 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 da. If you get Kyle Pitts, he's kind of like that stretch player, that playmaker that can fill in. And now you're talking about trading Julio. So that's even more reason I think that you're going to take Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan ain't no scrub. No matter what, what Drew and his boys say on his channel, Matt Ryan ain't no scrub. He ain't no scrub. And this coming from a Washington, <laughs> Washington fan, I took Matt Ryan his whole career, yo. You know what I'm saying? So, Matt Ryan still got two years left. He ain't demanding no more money. He, he ain't asking for nothing crazy. I mean, you still got a stud in Calvin Ridley. I mean, I wonder what they're going to do with the running back situation there. But running backs, you can grab them, yo. You can grab running backs. But if you trade Julio Jones, you looking at getting a one. You looking at getting something else. Suppose they traded Julio before the draft to one of these teams and got their first-round pick. I mean, it's a lot of things the Falcons can do. You get rid of Julio Jones, you get somebody's first-round pick this year and possibly more the next year, too. Um, so that was just my thinking about something like that, like a team that's in the high whatever and that they can get if they want a quarterback in the future, like a Trey Lance that can sit sit for two years, sit for a year, whatever, and then get a stud. I mean, there's playmakers everywhere. There's wide receivers everywhere. But Kyle Pitts is just a different kind of breed. So, I don't know. The 49 uh, Falcons, They the drive starts with them, I think. At, well, it starts with the 49ers, too, I guess, unless the Jets do some crazy stuff. But, um, it's going to be crazy. I don't know if the Falcons will trade their pick, keep their pick. What? They're being hush-hush about a lot of things, and then they just throw out of nowhere like, hey, we're open to trading Julio Jones. I mean, that just adds more fuel to the fire. It's crazy. But if they wanted to trade Julio Jones, who who would go after Julio? Who wants? Who would use Julio? Who's a team on the cusp? You know, some, some scrub teams that could go out there and try to get him. So who's on the verge? Who's on the verge of winning? I mean, Kansas City, obviously, on the verge. They don't need him. They don't need them, do they? I mean, their offense is good enough. Um, who else? Who's on the verge? It's another team that's good like that. Um, could Green Bay use another receiver? Could Aaron Rodgers utilize Julio Jones too? What about the Rams? The Rams are in win-now mode now. You put Julio Jones out there with them? I don't know. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. Um, I think it has to be a team that's ready to win now. I mean, people are going to say the Eagles. I've heard the Eagles because uh, they need receivers and stuff. I just feel like 
Julio's who's gonna throw him the ball? I don't have confidence in Jalen Hurt to get him the ball like that. Um, but I do have confidence in Aaron Rodgers to do that. <laughs> or Matthew Stafford. So all that's gonna be intriguing, man. It's all intriguing. Um, it's crazy. So then we start talking about who will move up and to what position to get to get uh, somebody. So we looked at the Patriots, they're number 15. How far would they be willing to move up? Because they could use a quarterback. My Washington team, we're 19. The Bears, 20. Even though the Bears say Andy Dalton's their number one, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. So it's going to be crazy. I can't wait. I can't wait. But I, I, I hold my expectations to a minimum being a Washington fan because we do not do well in the draft. Last year we got a stud. I ain't going to lie. I like Chase Young. Stud, stud, stud. So I'm happy about that. But we'll see what happens. I'm excited. I hope I would love to get a quarterback. I would love to move up a little bit. I don't want to give up everything like we did RG3. But I would love if we can just give up a little bit. I mean, this goes to my next topic. Look what Carolina did. Carolina traded Teddy Bridgewater to Denver for a six-round pick. I was talking to my boy Brandon. I said, he was like, uh, I said, a six-round pick? My boys could have done that. A six-round pick for, for a start quarterback? And he was like, but is Bridgewater really better than Fitzpatrick? And the money is crazy higher than Fitzpatrick. And I was like, you might be right. Because then I started thinking about it. And I said, I'm not happy about Fitzpatrick. But when he's on, he lights it up. He lights it up when he's on. And granted, I'm comparing him to Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not comparing him to nothing else. But then I said, you know, Carolina's in the eighth spot or whatever. And... Denver is, like, right there with them. You know what I'm saying? Denver, what is Denver? Denver is nine. You know, they're nine. And you had Drew Locke. And I felt like Drew Locke was showing showing some stuff. Now you got Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. I feel like you got almost the same kind of something. Like, I mean, I feel like Drew Locke's arm's a little bigger. Bridgewater might be a little smarter, but I don't know. I mean... They're very similar to me, but you only gave up a six-round pick. And Carolina's paying like $20 million out of the $27 million for this year. So why can't Carolina at number nine shock everybody and say, no, 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 no. If one falls to them, why, why can't Carolina drive one of these quarterbacks that fall if one of them happens to fall? You know, I don't know. If Kyle Pitts falls or they go get a stud receiver, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Denver. But Carolina too, same difference. You got you got the boy from the Jets, Sam Darnold, which I would have took him too. But are they saying that they're not going to drive a quarterback now because of that? I don't know. So it's a lot of teams with with decent quarterbacks, but are they top tier like Andy Dalton and Nick Foles in Chicago? Are is that what we want to ride into the season with Fitzpatrick? Do we want to ride to the season with him? You know what I mean? At least Tampa, at least uh, the Patriots have Cam Newton. If Cam Newton's on and healthy and has a whole offseason to learn offense, we saw signs of what he could do for that team. So we'll see. Um, the next one's a big one. Uh, me and Brandon were talking again, and he made a suggestion. He was like, we were talking about Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay has re-signed all their starters. All their starters are re-signed. Every single one of their starters is re-signed from the Super Bowl team. Which is crazy. I mean, it's crazy, all the starters. And they just added Gio Bernard from the Bengals to pass catching back. He's a perfect running back for Tom Brady. 
I mean, he is that that scat back running back that Tom Brady loves that can catch the ball. And so you add another element that dump off that little dump off that he loves. Antonio Brown signs his. I mean, it's just they're loaded. They're loaded. But he asked me. He said, "Is that the most talented team in NFL history?" And I started thinking about it. Started looking at things, and I said, "I don't even know if they top five." Tell you the truth, because I mean, when you when you talk about the greatest teams ever, you got to talk about first team you should automatically think about is the '72 Dolphins. They went undefeated. They went undefeated. So, of course, that's the first thing you think about. Look, I said 72 Dolphins and Mercury Morse is out here popping his champagne. Now he's yelling and everything. <laughs> but they, they had a perfect season, but they were easy schedule. They never played a team better than 8-6 and six the whole year. So, you know, but they were perfect, so whatever. Then I said the 89-49ers. The 89 49ers had one of the best postseasons in NFL history. I mean, they beat, they, they played three games. They beat, their combined score was 126 to 26. 126 to 26. And scored 55 points in the Super Bowl against John Elway. So, hey, that's, that's top notch, too. And then the next one I said was the 78 Steelers. 78 Steelers is one of them teams that was loaded. They had 10 Pro Bowlers on that team. 10 Pro Bowlers on the team. And I don't even think they were the best team because the best team in the decade, the 79 Steelers. That team, 79 Steelers, team of the decade, Steel Curtain. You ever heard of them? Steel Curtain. So I'm putting them above the Tampa Bay team too because they were dominating, dominating teams. Tampa Bay didn't really dominate. Now, maybe this year, after they jail and have a training camp all together, maybe they will dominate this year. We'll see. But I think parity as the years go on make it a little difficult. So we'll see how this year goes. I think this year is going to show more than what last year did. Um, probably my, but my second, the second team I think will be the second best all time was the 2007 Patriots. They were one catch away from having a perfect season. They were undefeated in the regular season. You know what I'm saying? One catch away. One little freaky catch the Giants made on the handle, you know, all this crap from going undefeated in this day and age. You know, Tom Brady, Randy Moss breaking all these NFL records and all that. So I think that that team's better also. They had pro bowlers everywhere too. So, but my my team, number one, um, I mean, I think you can't look past the 80, 85 Bears. The greatest defense ever. They only allowed 198 points in a whole year. Lost one game, 15 and one. I just don't think that you can argue the 85 Bears, the way they destructively dominated everybody they played. They put fear into you. They put fear into everybody they played. I feel like this Tampa Bay team, they lost sometimes. I don't think teams feared them. They knew they were really good, but I don't think they feared them. You know what I mean? That Patriots team that was undefeated, I think people feared them. I feel like they thought every time they had the ball in offense, they were going to score. Simple as that. This year, we saw up and down Tom Brady. We saw him. Now, granted, he was still learning nuances and all these things and learning the weapons. But there were some times that things didn't look all the way. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. We'll see how everybody else thinks. Let me know who you think it is and how you rank these teams. But I would have to put Tampa Bay below all the teams I mentioned. The only one I would I would even compare them to is the 72 Dolphins. But that team was perfect. So, how are you going to say they're better than them? 
You know what I mean? So that's just something that we can talk about or debate about. I want to hear what everybody's input is with that. Um, I don't know if y'all some baseball talk real quick. Yo, the Angels. It had Angels. Got to talk about one player. And no, it's not Mike Trout. It's Shohei Ontani. Yo, this dude, this dude is a pitcher and a hitter and can run. This dude's a freak athlete. You know, his ERA is 1.04. He can throw to, he can throw 100 miles an hour. He can hit a pitch that's 100 miles an hour. He's hit a home run 400 feet. He can run, steal bases, whatever. His last start, he had nine Ks, two walks, two RBIs, and a double. Come on, man. Batting 300. I mean, this dude is fun to watch. Why isn't Major League Baseball marketing this dude? This dude is fun to watch. And he can sell tickets. He can be something to make people jump back into baseball. I think this is going to be a trend. I think you're going to start seeing athletes like this come around. You know, sometimes I know just doing different things, all these different um, travel ball and all that stuff, you see players that are good athletes, but if they can pitch, then they just concentrate on just that. They don't let them hit no more. They stop them from hitting. They stop them from doing all these things because, no, you're the pitcher now. You can't run anymore. You're the pitcher. I think you're going to start seeing, hey, you're an athlete. Go out there and do what you do. Like Lamar Jackson, you're an athlete. Go out there and do what you do. You ain't got to stand there and be a pocket passer. Things evolve. Football has definitely evolved. Basketball has definitely evolved. There's no more true centers now. Let me be seven foot four, and every team has to have one of those. Nah, the game's evolved. And I think baseball's going to start doing that too. Baseball's going to start coming around at different things, and I think that's going to enhance the sport and make people pay attention to it more because it's already so slow, though. But one thing that's happening in minor league baseball, in the Pioneer League, what they're doing to speed up the game, which I think is exciting because I know on All-Star Weekend, my favorite thing is not the game, it's the home run derby. So what they're doing is, instead of doing extra inning games, like when it's going extra innings at the ninth inning, each team picks one batter. You get five swings, home run derby. And that's why you decide. Kind of like a penalty kick in soccer or whatever. You like five people, whatever, or, the, or in hockey, same difference. They're doing that in minor league baseball, and I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. You don't, you don't use up 25 different pitchers, changing a pitcher every, every bat, and it takes five minutes each time you do that, and the game goes to sleep, you're going to sleep. Five, six-hour games. People sleeping. Got to work next day. And it is the next day. All kinds of stuff going on. I think it's a great idea. I think it's exciting. Um, and I want to see what's going to happen with that. Um, the last thing we can talk about as far as baseball goes. This for you, Drew Harlow, a.k.a. 540 Chopper. Check him out on SoundCloud. 540 Chopper. Dropping lyrics. But anyway, he said, hey, man, we ain't talking enough Nats talk. So, hey, we're going to talk about some Nats. You know what I just saw? I saw Vlad Guerrero Jr. blast three home runs off the net. Smash three of them. That's my Nats talk. <laughs> hey, you know what? His dad, Vladimir Guerrero, who I watched. I, when I used to collect baseball cards, he was one of my guys. Both of them, father and son, both hit home runs off Matt Scherzer. There's more Nats talk for you, Drew. Woo! Now let's get to that UFC 261. Derek, tell me that jump was not classic. Yo, I tell you what, my brother-in-law, yo, man, he got me into it. Yo, UFC is starting to be so exciting to me. I mean, I used to like it back in the day with Tank Abbott and all those kind of guys, you know what I'm saying? But it's getting popping to me. I get so excited. The undercard, this whole thing, even, even the preliminaries on ESPN, before it even started, all those matches was fired. 
Something exciting happened in every single one. Then, the, then when the pay per view started, those preliminaries were unbelievable. It was so good. The main event, Drew said, uh, Usman's going to win the third round decision because Masvidal has no chance. Well, guess what? You were right. Masvidal had no chance. But he got knocked out in the second round KO. But you know what made, what made it so classic to me? Yo, we were watching it, and Masvidal's out here laughing. He was laughing. <laughs> laughing at him. Next thing you know, knocked him flat out. Made it so fun. It was great. I loved it all. Put him down. 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 Um, I'm not going to get to the names and blast all it, mess up everybody's names, but Rose, she got shaved head. We watched her before um, fight, um, I think, Andrade. And they were fighting for a belt then. Rose had, had it and lost to her, Andrade. And then the one we watched, Andrade won. Well, I guess she moved up or moved up with something, whatever. And she was fighting Zhang, who was the champion. And I was like, man, Zhang's going to destroy this girl, yo. Like, she just looked better, bigger. Her record was this, this, this. Rose knocked her out in the first round. I don't even know if Rose thought she was going to win. Because she was crying. She was this and this. And it's one thing to cry for winning a belt. But she was crying like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Kind of like the dude with, that beat McGregor. I don't think he believed he was going to beat him either. <laughs> then we saw... Slavolinko KO'd Andrade, who I was talking about in the second round. That fight was good. I mean, they were fighting like, yo, I know it got KO'd in the second round, but if you watch this, go to YouTube and watch it. The very first round was packed with fighting. Both team, both people could have won in the first round. It was tense. It wasn't no like hugging this and this. It was intensely fighting, fighting. Choke move, this move, submission move. Bow, 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 bow. The first, and it was so it was so dynamically entertaining that first round. The crowd was standing up cheering about it, talking about how awesome it was. And that was the first round. You gotta check out that one on YouTube or something. It was unbelievable. Um Chris Wyman was fighting Hall for his belt, and it was crazy. It was gruesome, yo. Gruesome. He went for this leg kick. All of a sudden you saw his leg. It was crazy. I ain't never seen nothing like that. It was wild, yo. It was wild. His leg just crumbled by kicking him. Crazy. And then another fight, Smith and Cruitt, whatever. But Smith was leg kicking this dude so much, the dude couldn't even stand up on his leg. And when they stopped the fight, the other dude was pissed off that they stopped the fight. Man, he couldn't even stand up on his leg. It was so, it was like he had a rubber fake leg on. He was just standing like, yo, I'm telling you, it was so entertaining watching that. That that UFC 261 will might go down as one of my favorite ones I've seen. Eight, they sold 700,000 pay-per-views in the U.S. That's how good it was. I mean, that's how many people watched it. And I knew they were they were hyped about watching it. Um, congrats to VMI football. They lost in the first round. They played James Madison University. who was the number one team in the country. Even though they were ranked number three in the playoffs, which still makes no sense. They only lost by seven. They lost their starting quarterback. They had a backup quarterback in. They came to Harrisonburg, Virginia, played at James Madison, and only lost by seven, and they started off slow. They were getting beat by double digits and still lost by seven. VMI Key Debts, congratulations on the great season. Um, keep it going. I look forward to seeing y'all um, in the fall, man. Y'all did a great job. Great job, Coach White. Last thing we'll talk about, NBA MVP race. Everybody's talking about three guys. Joel Embiid. And, and granted, you know, the MVP race usually goes to a star 
that whose team has like the best record or whatever. Like when Charles Barkley won it or Carmelo won it. It's never like the truly the best player. But if we're gonna say that the MVP, most valuable player to their team, you know, Joel Embiid is on there. Giannis is always gonna be on there because he don't have nobody on his team. And then Jokic, especially with Murray gone, if Jokic can keep it going, maybe they can. Those are the top three that everybody's talking about. I'm gonna give you three other names that should be in consideration. Of course, we're gonna talk about Chris Paul. Uh, 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 Steph, I ruined it. Steph Curry, Steph Curry, he's cooking. He ain't got Clay. He ain't got Wiseman. He don't have none of them. But he's out here. He's out here playing angry. Like Steph always used like. He's out here just shooting, you know, I'm pretty boy, I'm babyface assassin, la, 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 la. But he's looking pissed off that they're losing. He's looking pissed. They're losing. He's screaming at them in the locker room. He don't want to lose. Is he going to stay in Golden State or is he going to come on to L.A.? Hey. Nah, I'm just saying that'd be dope, though. But I don't know, man. I feel like they can't get him no help. If When Clay and them come back next year, if they can't do nothing, I don't know. We'll see. But Curry, why not? Look at the numbers. Julius Randle. Yeah, I said it. Julius Randle, the guy that I dogged when he was a Laker, da da da. But I know when he was a free agent before we let him go, I said, yo, he's looking big, yo, he's in shape, he looks physical. I mean, they had one nine in a row until they lost to the Suns the other day. Julius Randle, he's got the Knicks in the fourth seed in the East. The Knicks in the fourth seed in the East. Julius Randle, all star. Hey, give him some love. Give him a couple of votes. But my number one sleeper, I kind of let it slip already. Chris Paul. The pit bull himself. Yo, the Suns were the hottest team in the bubble last year. They didn't make the playoffs, but they were hot. Devin Booker's a stud. Andre Ayton's coming along. They got a lot of young pieces there. And what do they need? They need that wily veteran that's going to tear a hole into them if they're not doing the right things. Enter Chris Paul. Chris Paul has re-transformed them. Plus the coach, I'm telling you, that coach is very underrated. That's who I wanted the Lakers to get. I wanted him. But um, Chris Paul, you, they're number two in the West. Number two in the West. The Suns. Number two. Two. Chris Paul. He better get some votes. He should get some votes. He ain't won really much of anything in the NBA. He's just been all-star after all-star after all-star. And at, point, at one point in time, he was the best point guard in the league. But he's an ultimate competitor. I mean, he would have won a ring if they wouldn't have vetoed that trade when we were trading and getting Kobe with him. But, oh, they didn't want to stack the teams too much. But now look at the league. LeBron gets everybody he wants. Uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, we can do whatever we want to. But Kobe, he can't get that. He can't get Chris Paul. It's not fair. It's not fair. That was his one shot to win a ring. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. Because he got a shot to win it this year. He won't. But he got a shot to win it. He won't. But he got a shot to win it. He won't. Uh-huh. They really had their shot when they played, when he was with Houston when they had a chance to beat Golden State. And then, you know, he got hurt and hard and choked. So that was another one of his shots. And when he played for the Clippers and he choked. <laughs> so Chris Paul be choking sometimes. But, hey, he's a pit bull. He's a stud. I take him. But he needs some love for the MVP talk. Give me some more. Let me know who y'all thinks MVP. What's the Falcons going to do? What's the 49ers going to do? Who is the most talented team in NFL history? Let me know your feedback. Yo, hit me up. Check me out on podcasts on all different sites on my YouTube channel. Um, people that got my number, you got my number, my email. Hit me up so we can talk about these different things. Thank y'all for tuning in. Appreciate it. Realism Sports Talk.